and trains and we're prepared for it with new techniques and new approaches. And as for our part, we feel that you're the best pieces of manpower available in this whole region. We're getting ready to have a live spectrum. What we were trying to say, you got to walk home, walk home, walk home. Welcome to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. To reach Devin Wade with a question or comment, follow him on Twitter at Wade's Be a part of the group on Facebook by joining the Sports Talk with Devin Wade group or liking the page. Welcome to episode 32 of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. And for episode 32, the Silver Fox, Kevin Allen, will join me. We will talk some fantasy football. Fantasy football not only for beginners, but also for those of you who are experienced fantasy football folks. We have Thad O in the building. He is a, a renowned fantasy football guru, and we'll get into some of those things. So if you've never been involved with fantasy football, you'll have an opportunity to uh, get to learn what this thing is all about and why millions and millions of people play every Sunday during the NFL season. And some folks who are really addicted even play through basketball and uh, baseball season. Uh, in addition to that, we'll have shame, 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 and we'll do a little bit of this or that. But first and foremost, want to welcome in uh, Kevin Allen. Kevin, before I say hello to you, want to remind folks on iTunes, TuneIn, and SoundCloud. I certainly appreciate folks from all over. Lately, folks from Alabama have been listening. A lot of folks from Alabama. We've also had some folks in the North Carolina area, Atlanta, Georgia, and Kansas City, Missouri. So I want to say hello to folks in all of those cities who've been able to uh, listen in. And uh, again, I hopefully, hopefully you guys are sharing it with friends and family and spreading the word. Please make sure you subscribe and like and make some comments. Let us know if there's a team or a city you want us to talk more about. We certainly will engage and do just that, especially during the uh, the NFL season. With that, Kevin Allen, hey, man, so glad to be back for episode 32. Yeah, it feels good to be here. I appreciate you. Hey, let's have it, some fun with this. It's been a while. And again, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, we are in the, in the Houston area, Houston, Texas, of course, and suffer from a lot of the effects of Hurricane Harvey. How'd you make it through the storm? How, how did things go for you? Uh, blessed. Not much of anything here uh, with me. Uh, it it kind of, I guess, went around me and hit everybody else, unfortunately, but I came out pretty good. Yeah, same, same here. Family and friends uh, all made it out well. And so from that standpoint, we really were blessed to avoid catastrophe. But so many folks around us, and really, if you could, just to paint a picture like how bad things were here and still are here in the city of Houston. Well, you you know, you're, you're a tad bit older than I am, but uh, <laughs> I've never seen anything like You were here when they like built this. the levees, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> But I haven't I haven't seen anything like this, man. The, the amount of water that's in the city, the size of Houston, and water is still lingering around, and they're still letting water out of the levees. Man, this, this this is just unbelievable, man. And now I really, really understand when these things come through, the damage that they can do. Yeah, because we've all we've lived through. I've lived through at least three or four hurricanes. You have that, and maybe a couple more. <laughs> maybe a couple more. <laughs> but so so. 
you know, we're not new to this, but out of that came the the H Town spirit, the Houston spirit, and people coming together and helping out. I know you did some things, I did some things, and then we came together and had actually had a chance to get with some of the sports talk with Devin Wade listeners. Talk a little bit about that because uh, last week we were able to just to set the stage, come together with folks who listen to me locally on the Friday Express and some of the sports talk with Devin Wade listeners, and we were able to get toiletries and raise funds for the Houston Food Bank. And in an impromptu sort of gathering, we were able to to raise a, a significant amount of money and things that we can donate for Hurricane Harvey victims. But to go out and meet people for the first time to get a chance to put a face with the voice, what was that like for you? Well, it, it was great because I know we're on the air and sometimes it's kind of interesting on the other end. You know, they're wondering, what do these guys look like? You know, to, like you say, to kind of put a face with the voice. And then the people that are so committed and dedicated and are listening to the show and the podcast, you can sit down and actually interact with them and have fun, man. And, you know, it, it was just amazing. And they get to amazing. talk back to you. Yeah, yeah, they can talk trash to you, you know. Yeah, you so caught a little great. bit of grief. Uh, a whole lot of grief, but <laughs> it, it, it was great all in fun. I, it, it, it was wonderful. And we're planning to do more outings. And uh, Kalina was there, Biscuit was there, so the whole crew was there. Now Eddie Robinson wasn't there, but other than that, everybody else was there, and uh, it was just a, a great opportunity to do something for a great cause and talk some sports. But now, after about a week and a half, we get a chance to talk a little bit of sports, and the NFL season is now underway. Started Thursday night, as we record here. We this prior to uh, the opening Sunday uh, of the NFL season. And I have to say, I told you so. I I was able to pick Kansas City. I didn't I didn't think that they would dominate the way that they did, but I've had a bold prediction. I wanted to get this on the air, but we hadn't been able to record. But my bold prediction is this is the beginning of the end for Tom Brady. I think that he will struggle mightily this season, especially without a lot of receiver help. And again, it sounds different because it's after one game. But you saw in the first half of the Super Bowl, think about this, and, and I know you won't agree because you are a Brady fan, but he struggled terribly in the Super Bowl. He looked bad. He was missing throws. He It, it was just a bad look. And a similar thing happened with that offense Thursday night, although I think they'll still go on to win the division and make noise in the playoffs. The end is near, and I think that they will gear up for one last campaign for him next year, and I think that'll be his swan song. I think the end will come very abruptly for Tom Brady. Next year will be his last season, and so that's my bold prediction. He'll struggle this year. It'll, it won't be like past seasons, and what surprised me, though, is New England's defense struggles so poorly in, in the opener, and again, yeah, this is happening to them before where they had a big loss, but never 42 points and over 500 yards of total offense against any Bill Belichick team. But when you look at it, uh, you know, I, I hear a lot of people now, and they're like, Brady, he's 40, and he's going to fall off this cliff now, and he's this. But you look at it, you score 27 or 30 points, but your defense gives up almost 40 points and five or 600 yards. That's not on Brady. But it's like people are trying to find something because they well, want he was, him. Well, 16 but, or 36 yeah. passes, so he didn't get it done. Now. But but then some of those were a lot of passes that he had were dropped, and a lot of them were dropped on third down. That could have been first down. But like like I shared with you earlier, I've seen this picture before, and it's nothing that New England hasn't seen and nothing that Tom Brady hasn't seen. 
and you look at it, you lose Edelman, what, a week or so ago, you bring in the Dorsett kid, you're just getting Gronk back. Well, the guy Hogan is, you know, was down to reality on this deal. But, Devin, I'll tell you, Captain America, man, that dude is amazing. At 40 years old and for the length of time that he's been doing this and been playing at a high level, people just saying this is unreal. He cannot continue. So any bad game that they figure he has, oh, he's done. Got 15 games left, buddy. So I'm making my bold prediction. We'll also give you our division winners and our Super Bowl matchups as well in this edition. In addition, they want to get slightly uh, tennis. I uh, really are uh, all American semifinals on the women's side of the U.S. Open. That's big a big deal. Three of the four women African Americans and no Serena Williams who had her baby here since the last time we've done a podcast. What are your thoughts on on the U.S. Open and is that significant? Is that is that a turning point for women's tennis? Is tennis on the comeback? Well, it's not on the comeback on the women's side. Women's side has been there for a long because time. Because of the Williams sisters. Yeah, yeah. you know, they But dominated. no other real Americans. You've had some pretenders. Like I said, Vandaway and Keys and, and Stevens have been around and, and a couple of others. But they have made, I mean, now they've made a jump. So in that sense, yeah, aside they, from the Williams sisters. Right, they made the jump here. And I'm not knocking it, but you you make the jump to get in the finals because Serena just had the baby. And then you, you're looking at Venus, which is 37, and she took Sloan Stevens to, to, a third to the third set and had a chance to win it. It was 5-5, and she, she had to serve and just couldn't close it out. So you look at it when you get Serena back, and Venus is playing at a real high level right now. You know, when you get that back into play, now it starts knocking them back off. I don't think they – I'm glad they made the jump to get here. But when Serena gets back, they're back to that old way, hey, they still got to wait their turn to these ladies well, get out. It, but it, I think that they could be a lot more competitive. And you remember Sloan beat Serena a couple years ago in right. a Grand Slam mm-hmm. and beat one of her idols. But, again, it, it's really good to see it be a great – finals on the women's side uh men's tennis no americans that are really on the on the horizon so it's going to be a while for a men's tennis and it's almost like the heavyweight division in boxing if you don't have an american that's relevant in the the top uh the top levels of the sport that sport sort of disappears here in uh, the united states and finally before we get into all football Man, what do you think about the the Cleveland Indians? 16 in a row. They keep rolling. The hottest team in baseball. Do the Astros have something to worry about? Because it seemed like a foregone conclusion that the Astros were going to run away and hide and just sort of look for this October matchup uh, versus the the Los Angeles Dodgers. Now the Dodgers are struggling mightily. Astros have kind of stumbled along, but they have to acquire Mabin and uh, Justin Verlander. What are you? What are your thoughts about Major League Baseball these days? Well, you know, I, they jumped out early and. And, and went on a tremendous tear, but you lose career and you have a couple of injuries and they, they still manage to stay at the top. So you're going to have some bumps in the roads in a 162-game season. But it's also about being hot at the right time. But – because look at the Dodgers, Dodgers can't win a game, and they're afraid to go up against the Arizona Diamondbacks because they have struggled against them. Yeah, but this this is the time that you struggle, so now you got to get it back together. And, and the Astros got Maven. And then when it got Verlander, you're getting Carrera back with a couple other pieces. So now you, you're getting everything back at the right time, So which is good. You got to stay healthy, and they're getting their people back. So they're going to be just fine. Now on the, on the other side with the Dodgers, they, they have their struggles right now. If they can get some of that hitting back and some timely pitching, they'll be fine. 
But right now with the Indians, with a 16-game winning streak, I think that yeah, that's what yeah. it is, 16 games. When they won 15, and we've seen this kind of promotion in the Houston area, so what happened was a window company told their customers back earlier in the year that if you buy $4,000 worth of, of windows, if the Indians win 15 in a row, you get all of those free. And, and that's not something that's easily done in baseball, win 15 in a row. So they win the 15 in a row, and the company had to come up with $1.7 million to give a refund to all of those people who bought windows uh, in the Cleveland area. Uh, they had an insurance policy, so ultimately it only cost them $75,000 on, the, on the, the insurance to have the insurance policy, but $1.7 million in windows. Now, we've seen uh, Mattress Mac down here, Jim McInvale with Gallery Furniture do the same thing and say, well, hey, we're going to offer, if you know, if the Astros win the World Series and you buy $3,000 worth of furniture, it's all free. And it hadn't happened, but that's the first time we, we've seen that happen. So uh, the Indians are paying off for those people in, in their community. So uh, with that, want to go to a segment we call Shame, Shame, Shame. Shame, Shame. Or I charge it to the game. But it's all in the game. And this is where we say, hey, do we blame the person or just blame it on the circumstances? <laughs> first things first, Kevin Sumlin, Texas A&M, they get out to a 34-point lead over UCLA. So much so that I didn't even turn back to the game. I said, this is a done deal. They looked outstanding offensively. They give up a 34-point lead and lose the game 45-44. to 44. For Kevin Sumlin, is it shame, 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 or charge it to the game? Shame, shame, shame on Kevin Sumlin because this, this is something that's been going on that finally bit him. Shame, 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 shame. This is where he can, he can score points, but he can't stop anybody. And that was here at uh, University of Houston the same way. Yeah. You can't. They can't stop anybody. So that that's on him. And I will go with you. Shame, shame, shame. Yeah. Because uh, it looks like he's walking the plank. Now I will say this: he's gotten some racial, uh, some a lot of racial stuff coming his way, and that kind of comes with the territory with Texas A&M, and and not that that's you know forgivable, but you know A&M is not the most liberal place in the world, and they're not the most welcoming, open place. And uh, some of the criticism has, has included racial epithets and and. and things of that nature so it's uh, it's a tough time for kevin sumlin but and, and that's before he even gets to the sec before he gets mm-hmm. to to lsu and alabama and and, and all that comes with being in the, in the sec west uh division so uh, i think we agree on that one uh, another former u of h coach uh tom herman he goes out and gets embarrassed in his open against maryland shame 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 or charge it to the game charge that one to the game game one but it's all in the game. Uh, I understand that's 51 points. But he's, he's going to have to tighten it up. But he scored 41, so I, I'm going to give him a break. Game one there, he's going to have to make some adjustments, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think that I think the same thing. Uh, I mean, he, all the bravado in the offseason and all of the stuff, I, you know, I think you charge it to the game. I think that you can't buy too much into the rhetoric. And I don't know that, that his style will work at a school like University of Texas like it did at University of Houston. We talked about Tom Herman. I think long term this may be a – I mean, how can you be critical of him taking a high, the, one of the highest profile jobs in college football for it. the money? 
But I think ultimately for his career, just like with Sumlin, both of those guys, they're going to have a tough time. Those programs will chew you up and spit you out. Look at Charlie Strong at USF now. So, you know, it's, it, if you're not performing, you'll be out of there quick. Well, one thing about Herman, what I what I've, I've noticed with his style of play, I think it will attract players with that fast pace, high scoring offense. It's going to be able to attract some other people. But see, you know what? That stuff you have to do at when you at a school like U of H. You have to be a specialty team. That's what you get. Had your run and shoots. When you can't go up against the big boys and recruit the same kind of offensive line and the same kind of quarterbacks, the same kind of receivers, you have to sort of come up with a, a style with that's appeal. You're at Texas. You can do anything you think of and get the players to go out and do it. And, again, if he can recruit, he'll be right. okay. But but you, you look at it, Dave, that, with, with the, that fast-paced offense that he has, kids like that. So they'll start coming there. If he starts winning some games – He'll be able to start getting those people. You look at it, I think, if I'm correct, I think University of Texas is the only university in the country that has an unlimited budget. Right, right. Unlimited. That yeah. is, Notre Dame doesn't have that. Right. But that means they're virtually unlimited. Unlimited. <laughs> Unlimited I mean, budget. I've never heard of that in my life. You got the television monitors above you with your highlights above your locker. It's a it's a freak show, it's man. So mad it's a, I don't know if how you how you can't go to that school if they want you. When you look at all the bells and whistles and the amenities, it takes a lot of willpower to say, you know what? I'm not gonna go for the bells and whistles and all of the energy and finances thrown into the program, I'll go somewhere else. I always thought that, you know, and during my recruiting process, I was recruited by a couple of other schools, but mostly U of H, SMU, which was coming back from the death penalty, Kansas, Air Force, schools like that. And, I, you know, I said I wanted to go, I would I always wanted to go somewhere where I can, I could blaze the trail, that I could be part of a, I, I mean, if you go to Alabama and win a national championship, you're just the guy that was on the national championship of that year. If you go to U of H and win a national championship, you'll be remembered forever. And, you know, I think what happens, these guys go to these programs. Look, I mean, Alabama, what can you do that hadn't been done in Alabama? You got your Heisman winners. You got your national champions. Same thing with, with Texas almost. Like, if you had your choice, I mean, would you go to a school – like that, or would you blaze your own trail? It depends, because when you look at the University of Alabama with the way that they're rolling right now, kids are saying, I can get this is my ticket to the NFL. Right. I'm, I'm one Style step away. Style of play. Style right. of play, because basically Alabama could play on Sundays right now. But when you well, look not at, really, but theoretically. Yeah. I, get, I get the argument. Yeah, but when you look at University of Texas, they got a long line of history there. So it's almost what have you done for me lately. So therefore, like I said, with this guy – Tom Herman coming in, and if he can get the style of play that some of these guys are in, interested in, and if you can make some noise in the Big 12, you can start getting those and those type of players. Yeah. It's a shorter distance to the national championship. I agree with that part. Yeah. But, but again, uh, so we both agree on that. When it finally in same, 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 a charger to the game, Tom Brady, we talked about it, game one. Uh, poor performance. Same, same, same. Or charge it to the game. Oh man, get off Captain America, man. Get off my guy, man. So you gonna charge it to the yeah, game? Yeah, you can charge it to the game, man. Game one. But it's in the game. Remember this? He had a bad game against Kansas City last year. Came right back, and what happened? Well, Super Bowl. Well, I'm gonna charge it to the game before a different reason because I I'm charging it to the game because 
Father Time has caught up with him. And I, like I said, my bold prediction is that it's towards the end of the line for him. Well, let me ask you this before you get off of that stuff. And I'm just trying to figure this out. I understand Father Time, you never can beat him. But he... He's taking Father Time to to round fifteen. It looks like <laughs> they don't even fight fifteen rounds anymore. This guy, you think about it, Devin. He's been doing this about fifteen years. Yeah, man. but you had another old guy in Drew Brees who's in the neighborhood uh, that that's hanging in yeah, there. Yeah, but Philip Rivers is not a spring chicken either. Yeah, so. but they don't win the big one. Yeah, but, and, and they don't have five. it. They don't have it handed to them like New England's had two handed to them. Yeah, but they with lost, Seattle they and, lost and Atlanta. Now. They lost two. Atlanta, you won't hear from them oh. ever again. I don't think. <laughs> um, with that, we're gonna do a, a real quick segment of this or that. The choice is yours. You can oh. get with this, or you can get with that. You can oh. get with this, or you can get with that. You can get with, with this or that. Sloan Stevens or Madison Keys. Who you like? Sloan. Sloan Stevens. I I am rooting for Sloan, but I think Madison Keys. There you get go. There Madison, you so. go. You trying to play, play the fence again. You, oh, well, I picked this one, but I figured this one. Well, that was one. from the local show. Give me one. Madison Keys. There you go. Okay. But I'm rooting oh. for him. <laughs> so, so. Yeah, this cat over here, man. He still can't answer the question. There's no fence. Pick one. I told you, Madison Keys. Okay, now stop right there. There you go. We got <laughs> it. Don't you know there's no fence. All right, coming back from uh, uh, coming back in the NFL, who's gonna have a better season? This or that? Marshawn Lynch, Adrian Peterson. AP. 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 That's a tough one, but I, I think I, I lean that way too. AP. I think Adrian Peterson is, is going to roll in that offense because it's not as dependent on him. Although you have great balance with uh, Derek Carr and Amari Cooper uh, in Oakland, I, it's tough. But I, I think I'm I'm going to go to Adrian Peterson. Although <clears throat> again, there you go. <laughs> Marshawn Lynch, we're building. A, we're building a house here. They haven't even got to putting the fence up yet. So what are you gonna do, man? It's, it's AP. It's okay, AP. But Marshawn you, Lynch is still a beast. So and, and he's younger and and, and but Marshawn, he, he might leave any day. So you <laughs> not for the city. Not till they go to Las Vegas. <laughs> and finally, who had a better season? Andrew Luck or Tom Savage? Now again, Andrew Luck will not start. Uh, week one, and on paper, and obviously in accomplishment, uh, Andrew Luck is light years ahead of Tom Man, Savage. But with this that, injury in his that's shoulder, tough. I, that's why I that's why I posed the question. And the reason this or that? because we don't know if, if Luck is going to even play. That's hence the question. So who you got, Savage or uh, Luck? Because if I, Savage like, struggles through three quarters, we know that Bill O'Brien will pull him and put Sean Watson well, this, in the game. This, this is the deal. I'm going to take Savage. And the reason I'm taking Savage is because I know he's going to suit up. Right. That's right. the only reason I'm taking him. I, unfortunately, I think you're right. I, I, that's the only choice you can make because they're so unclear about yeah. their language, about what's going to happen. Uh, I don't know. It, Andrew Luck may not play and it's just a shame what that organization has done in not protecting him that's their most crucial asset and you've not really done anything on that offensive front to protect this guy and now you you've damaged his career and his he may not ever be the same so real quick let's go through these divisions and then we're going to get into some fantasy football in the second half of the show let's go with the afc south who you have winning that division tennessee houston uh, Jacksonville or Indianapolis? I, I I think on the Houston show I picked. Well, we just we didn't no, actually no. pick that division. We just picked the, the Texans' record. I'm, I'm leaning toward Tennessee because I'm still 
not sure. I'm like you. They're putting up a fence now. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm leaning towards Tennessee. I, I'm going to pick them. Okay. I'm picking them. I think both of those teams will be around 9-7, 8-8. and seven, eight and eight. Uh, They have four built-in wins. The Texans have that first-place schedule. So they'll have some tough matchups to deal with, and they get, uh, Tennessee gets to avoid some things. It's a toss-up to me, but I, I'll say the Texans at 9-7 and seven will win. But, again, you're really uncertain about what you're going to get at quarterback. It could go really, really wrong. But I'm in no rush to see Deshaun Watson until they address what's going on with the offensive line. Uh, of course, you're talking about uh, Dwayne Brown still holding out, won't play in week one. You don't know how that's going to go. The rest of the offensive line has been poor. But the question mark is the defensive line. Because oh, we, that'll be great. But but see, this is the deal. We still don't know about that back with J.J. And well, then, th- that's an issue that's nobody's the, talked yeah. about. But, you know, back issues can creep up on you at any time. A lot of people thought he was rushed back. But at his age, getting older, taking that pounding, you're right. It yeah. may be a, a thing for him. But remember, they hit the number one defense without J.J. last yeah, year. Yeah, but so. then, you know, your buddy might, you know, That's trip right. over his shoe, might come untied, and he, he's out for eight games. <laughs> I'm a little Mario. Little Mario. That's, what so. he, that's his nickname for Jadavion Clowney, Little Mario. Yeah. So, okay, so you, I go Texans, you go Tennessee. Right. AFC West, I'm going Kansas City. And you, I know what you said in your Houston show. You want to stick to that? Yeah. You want to go with the Raiders? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, but we both have New England in the AFC East. Yeah. In the AFC North, is it Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, Baltimore, or Cleveland? Go Pittsburgh. I, you know what? And I think Pittsburgh actually has the kind of team that can go to the Super Bowl. They the defense has to be better than they were last year. You have Le'Veon Bell for a few uh, a full season. We we presume Martavius Bryant coming back off a of suspension. Uh, they get rid of Coach, but Martavius Bryant is a special player. But can he stay? <laughs> well, that's that's the big. Now question. let me ask you this: Why you on that uh, the linebacker? Isn't that where JJ Watts' brother is? Yeah, TJ. They say he's TJ. starting. Yeah, well, but they need more help than just just TJ Watts. No, he, I didn't. And, I and didn't. he's not his brother. Either. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. He's not his brother, and they got him starting. So I'm, uh, you know, that jury's still out on that side. Yeah. So in the NFC, NFC South, uh, T- Tampa Bay, New Orleans, Carolina, or Atlanta. Who you got? I'm gonna pick Cam. I think he's he, Cam he's a little banged up he's, too. He's coming back. He, I like, he got a chip on his show. I like Christian McCaffrey. Um, I, but I am going to go because I think Atlanta is dead in the water. I don't think they can rebound from what happened last year, although they have a prolific offense. Uh, I'm I'm going with Tampa Bay. That's I'm just coming out of left field. Not bad. Although New Orleans, uh, with, that, with Adrian Peterson added to that team, they never have stopped producing offensively. They have to get better defensively. I, I, but I'll go Tampa but Bay. But, you that know, division. that's not bad because with the Deshaun Jackson pickup with Mike Evans and those guys, yeah. that's, that's – pretty potent yeah that's a potent offense as yeah. well that's that's a tough division of to yeah. forecast every time out is going to be a tough one uh nfc west we both have seattle and the nfc east is it dallas washington uh giants uh, or the eagles no i pick mm-hmm. go ahead you like that <laughs> you like that i'm He's, going with kirk cousins yeah, man kirk cousins hanging on by a string i'm gonna go with if if Odell Beckham can stay healthy. I'm going to go with the Giants. I think the Giants, uh, one of those teams, they are built for December and January. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they they don't play well early. They'll beat Dallas and then they'll drop off. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's that's been sort of the pattern for them. And finally, the NFC North, 
Green Bay, Detroit, Minnesota, Chicago. Bad man. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron man. Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to go with Detroit. I'm, I'm, Why are you on? Calvin Johnson didn't come back. Well, that's all right. They have, they have some guys that can kiss the football. Golden they State. Gave that man, they gave the quarterback all that money, right? Well, he deserves it. He's putting up numbers. And we'll get to that on the fantasy side. So your Super Bowl matchup is going to be? NFC is hard, but I'll, 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 I'll take Green Bay. Versus? Captain America. <laughs> I'm going to go Kansas City, who I picked as my dark horse last year. Now, again, my my one sort of caveat to that, I, you know, I, I worry about the running back position. And and you say that having coming off of Kareem Hunt, awesome, almost historic performance in the opener. Can he do that? Now, we saw that with the Cowboys and Ezekiel Elliott doing that as a rookie last year. Can this uh, can Hunt do something similar? And uh, again, they used a lot of uh, Tariq Hill. They used some special teams. They used everything at their disposal. And the other part of that is they do lose Eric Berry. So I will go Kansas City versus Seattle. I think Seattle is ready. Did Kansas in Super Bowl? Yeah, well, I did. And but Berry being They'll out, they'll be on the fifty, but they won't play. Well, if not, it'll be the Pittsburgh Steelers. So it will not be New England, by the way. So There you go. You're going against them again. Hey, with that, I want you to get into the picks, too. If you want to pick against us, us, and I'm seeing you, and I need you to do that today, go on. I have a, a sports talk with Devin Wade League on ESPN, on the Pick'em, the Pigskin Pick'em. And you can go to my link on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page on Facebook and join in, and then we'll work on bragging rights all season long. So can you do that for me? Boy, you sure all put pressure on me, don't you? <laughs> I need you to get get with technology, man. <laughs> I, 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 I'll show you how to hey, do man, it. Hey, man, I'm still with the Pony Express. Yeah, send me a carrier <laughs> pigeon with your picks, man. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, final thoughts for you before you get out of here. Hey, man, it's uh, always great uh, being on here with you, man. I, I really appreciate you. you Any know. sports talk with different ways listeners you want to say hello to that you saw Sunday? Man, I, I can't think of all of the names, but – those ladies and the guys that, that came out were great. Uh, Melanie and, and Teddy, and beautiful Teddy, Lewis. Teddy, 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 uh, Teddy that's, 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 Teddy, Teddy's all right with me. Teddy, Teddy made a, a comment on there, and then we, we talked about it. You know, had a chance uh, to talk about it face to face. Yeah, face to face. Yeah, so she, she's a character, man. So, uh, had a lot of fun with her and, uh, a lot of other people, man. It, it, Devin, I, 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 I'm still talking about it. I, I told you during the week, I said, man, I had a great time, man. It was I, wonderful. Yeah. And we made a difference. And yeah. that was a, a big-time thing. And it was good to have a whole crew in one place at man, one time. Man, that was surprising. I, I told you at one point, I said, Devin, people are still coming in here. Where are these people coming from, <laughs> yeah. man? You're like, man, I'm surprised myself. I was. I was yeah. shocked. But it was a, a wonderful, wonderful thing. So, yeah, it was great. Hey, man, I appreciate it. With that, going to take a time out, come back on the other side, and uh, do have a fantasy football camp for you guys and talk some some hey, fantasy football with Thado. Oh, Thado over here, he's working. I'm yeah, he's, yeah, he's working as he's we speak. He's doing that thing over here, huh? He's trying to see who took the longest, who slept the longest, who ate the, the right breakfast I'm so he can make his him. picks for tomorrow. So as, as you were talking, I didn't mean to get off base. I'm looking over here, and he – He's looking at what type of nutrition they got over here and <laughs> what kind of training they doing. See, he who got, they dating? <laughs> man, he got some stuff on you all, man. Who, no wonder he got the advantage over here, man. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll talk all those things in the second half of the show. 
And right now you're tuned in to Sports Talk with Devin Wade, episode 32 on iTunes. Tune in and SoundCloud. Talk with Devin Wade podcast, and in the background, heard a little bit from Queen B from Beyonce. Now, you said, Why would you, how are you playing Beyonce? Well, hey, currently she's in the city of Houston, along with Janet Jackson. Janet will be in concert or something, but they are here to raise money for the city of Houston and do things. She's been to French's Chicken down the street, but back home. She's back home, so she's gonna eat back home. In addition to that, she's been to her, her church when she was here in Houston. And uh, do, she's doing a lot. J.J. Watt has done a lot for the city of Houston. and But uh, Janet is here uh, as well. And I tell you what, and I should have played Janet, actually, because not only is Janet here, Randy Jackson is here, the baby brother. He's working security for his sister. So, yeah. So Janet Jackson is in the building. And, uh, you know, she's getting a little H-Town flavor. Thaddeus in the building to talk fantasy football, and I think we went off the rails with that. But, yeah, Janet and Beyonce are in town, and I can't – look, I have to thank – as a native Houstonian, I want to thank everybody from around the country for their thoughts and their prayers and all that they are doing for the city of Houston in this time of need and after Hurricane Harvey and the whole, really, Gulf Coast. And But in addition to that, with Hurricane Irma, it'll be more people in need and my thoughts and prayers are with those folks in Florida because it's going to be a rough one. I would have ran from a, a Category 5. I don't know. Dad, oh, you're from the, the Gulf Coast region. I mean, uh, you went through it, but you escaped uh, You escaped it as well, right? Uh, that is true. I'm just like you. Uh, I've lived through quite a few hurricanes, not as many as the Silver Fox. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but one thing I can say, yeah, Houston has definitely come out and come together and um, showing support. That's that's just everybody out there. Let's donate. Let's yeah. let's let, let's do what we can to help the city push forward. And because a lot of people think that it's over because the storm is over, but no, it's man, not this over. city is still has floodwaters. There's still roadways, major thoroughfares that are not open. So it's going to be a process for a lot of people and boy uh you know not to politicize it but that global warming is real because hey. these hurricanes are getting <laughs> they, they coming but we brought you in because you are our fantasy football guru and we had planned to do this a lot earlier we did uh, before everybody had a chance to do their drafts and then i said well you know what there's still a lot of people who want to do daily drafts and also, there's some lagging leagues that are, you know didn't make their complete their leagues, mm-hmm. and they'll start after week one. 
And there were, some people had we had to do that last year for one of my leagues where we didn't we missed a game and had to do the draft after week one. But I want to I want you to introduce and explain to the beginner because we're gonna this conversation will be involved, but uh, and it will evolve into more you know depth when we talk about picks and stuff. Explain fantasy football to a person who's never played before, who has no knowledge of it, but they hear it all over the place because there are 150 commercials on. You know, Devin, I'm be honest with you. I um I, this is my tenth year in fantasy football. I was one time, 10 years ago, I, you know, I thought I knew football. I was a fan of football. I enjoyed watching all levels of football from Pop Warren all the way up to the NFL. Uh, but one thing I found out was that I did not know football until I got into fantasy football. And, and what I mean by that is I'm a fan of the greatest football organization in the world, which is San Francisco 49ers. I knew San Francisco 49er history. Once I got introduced into fantasy football, then I turned, found out I didn't know anything about football because now my love for San Francisco, I now have to turn my attention to the other 31 teams out there. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And, and can't learn, ride with them. No, I can't just ride with them, right? And I, and I can't just learn about the players, but I also have to learn about the offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. and what kind of schemes they run and who are the players that they focus on in the schemes. I had to learn about the defensive coordinators mm-hmm. and what do they like to do and what kind of packages that, that they come up with, as well as the head coach. What is the head coach mindset? Because, <clears throat> again, we do have some head coaches out there that they may have a figurehead that's an offensive coordinator, but at the end of the day they still call the plays. So mm-hmm. I had to learn these things, and that's something that fantasy football – taught me early on and I'm one of them people that I need to know and because I need to know you have uh, to do a lot of research. I have to do a lot of research and I think so, that's the key so okay uh, how does it work say say I want to play fantasy football I don't know anything about it and, and bef- you know and before I even get to the research part what mm-hmm. is fantasy football because again although we have a lot of really avid sports fans we have a lot of casual fans that just enjoy the dialogue of the sports talk with Devin Wade podcast uh, but they're not as knowledgeable so tell them what what fantasy is that's true if you if you like football and you enjoy watching football then one thing about fantasy football is literally is literally you having a conversation with somebody saying that if I had the ability to be a GM and pick my best team. I can put together a current roster in the NFL. That's a what fantasy team. a dream team. That's what fantasy football is. We get together a couple of friends, a few friends, 10, 12 friends, and and we sit down there and we draft current NFL players. Now, each team, so you, you, you basically have two type of leagues. You have a standard league and you have a PPR league, a points per reception league. So based on those two leagues would determine how you would draft. But other than that, the concept is still the same that you I get n- points for uh, players' performances. That's correct. You get points for players' performances on what they do on Thursday night football, Sunday, you know, for those seven hours on Monday night football. You get those points, and those points are add up based on the amount of people that you have in your league. So I think in, in a standard setup, in a set, if you don't do any customized settings, and I don't care what platform you're on, ESPN, CBS Sports, NFL, Network, you do you draft one quarterback or you have a starting quarterback, two starting running backs. Most, two, two most, do, most do two receivers. Yahoo do three wide receivers, mm-hmm. a tight end, a defense, and the defense as a whole, defense slash special teams. 
and one flex play. Right. Now ESPN does the they do the two receivers, two running backs, one quarterback, a tight end, a flex play, and a flex play, a kicker, and a kicker. And a, yes, and a kicker. kicker. Cannot forget about the kicker. And so, so basically, when they score, they do something. Regardless of what happens in the game itself, your player accrues points. He, That's correct. He, and so, if if you have a guy that goes out and scores four touchdowns, but his team loses. Your individual play in a fantasy league still gets all of those. It points. gets all those points, um, and it makes you it makes you watch every game because you might have guys on on various teams, and, and in a way it helps football. In another way, I think it kind of hurts because you don't have that blatant team loyalty. Like you said, you are a a Stone Cold 49ers fan Still now, am. but on Sundays you can skip a 49ers game if you don't have any of those guys on your team. You go you go and watch the guys that are most important you winning. I'm gonna be honest. Week. I'm gonna be honest with you. Because I am still a diehard San Francisco 49ers fan, I will sit there and watch all of the 49ers games. Mm-hmm. I get the, the NFL Sunday ticket. Right. I watch every last 49er game. However, when the 49ers not playing, then I'm watching the six screens and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got my iPad, my laptop over, and I'm watching games that's gonna show me all of my fantasy players are doing. And you're right, fantasy football will conflict you. Fantasy football will It'll have up. you rooting for a guy <laughs> against your favorite team. Absolutely. You will say, yes, I want my 49ers to win, but yeah. I, I want my guy to throw I for want 400 my guy yards. To throw, yeah, right, right. Absolutely, right. I, so basically you uh, you draft a team and you uh, you get points for whatever they do on the field. That's the basic concept of fantasy football. That's correct. So now that we've gotten that out of the way. You, there are the two different types of league, the standard mm-hmm. league and the and the PPR. PPR. Explain that as so, easily as you can. So when you sit there and you think about football in its creation, we know that football has started off as a grinding, running the ball, control type of uh, football. You know, we know that the the league now in 2017 is is more dynamic. It's a passing league. So what what fantasy football did, it actually uh, adapted to the real NFL. So with a standard league, you're going to do standard scoring, a running back or you a get touchdown. points for every 10 yards. You get right one point for every 10 yards rushing or receiving, six points for a touchdown if you're a running back or wide receiver. Now, quarterback only gets four points for a touchdown that they throw. And they only and they get one point for every twenty five passing yards. So in a standard league, it actually devalues the quarterback. It makes actually in actuality, it makes running backs more desirable in the standard league than any other position. Even though the wide receiver does catch touchdowns, but in the standard league, we want running backs because running backs more than likely at um, you know goal line. We don't want to have what. Seattle did in the Super Bowl what against you throwing, <laughs> what you're throwing the ball. Yeah, you want to give the give ball to your beast mode in the backfield, and he's going to guarantee you a touchdown. That's what you get in the standard league. In a, in a PPR league, that's fun. Now, don't get me wrong. Standard right. leagues are fun, but right. PPR is far more dynamic because what makes it so unique is one point per reception. So if you and even if these guys dink and dunk like Alex, uh, check down Charlie Alex, Alex, down uh, Charlie Alex. Smith and 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 what they do here with Tom Savage do a lot of checkdowns. They have a ton of 
ton of uh, completions, but no yardage. But, That's correct. But it still benefits you tremendously in the PPR league. That is correct. I, I, I looked back at this um, just past Thursday night game, and I seen that Danny Amendola had six receptions for 100 yards. Well, in the standard league, Danny Amendola only received 10 points. Mm-hmm. He got one point uh, for every 10 yards that, you know, he caught the ball. In a PPR league, he would have had 16 points. He would have got that one point for each one of those six receptions. So you see, you can kind of, you can see where, okay, in a standard league, I don't want a Julian Edelman. I don't want a Stephon Diggs. I don't want You need a guy that's going to give Croft. you yards per catch. There you go. So, so I, I need a big play guy. I need Julio's. I need or Will these. Fuller or somebody, a that, guy that can go score long touchdowns and only have a couple of, of receptions a game. You are correct. Right. But in a PPR league, now a Cole Beasley becomes valuable because this is a safety blanket for Dak Prescott. And tight ends become much more relevant because they may not have yards, but they have a ton of receptions. And I agree with you. You're right. In a standard league, then you just look at Gronk. Gronk is the – he's the man. But in a PPR league, now you actually open it up. There's 32 teams out there. There's 32 starting tight ends, and now you open up the field of play because you may have a Jason Witten who no longer scores as many touchdowns as he did, you know, 10 years ago, but he catches a lot of balls. So now you would you would say he's pretty, you know, he's pretty up there. He, he's, a, he's a good guy to have in a PPR league. So now we, we sort of established the basics. And then we're going to make sure that people know how to get in touch with you on Twitter if they have more questions because obviously a lot of people want to get into it. Now, I want to get into daily fantasy. Now, I've been doing daily fantasy. I did daily fantasy on FanDuel. Then it mm-hmm. got banned in Texas. So That's now right. I shift over to DraftKings, which I don't like nearly as much as I like FanDuel. I like FanDuel, I guess, because it was my first. And right, so right. I, I, like, I just love it more. I understand. Because there are a variety of games that DraftKings offers that – in a, in a different way that was different from FanDuel. And, again, I'm just really getting started with DraftKings, but I was a FanDuel guy. So explain daily fantasy football. Gotcha. So in the traditional fantasy football, then, you, like I said, you get 10 or 12 of, you know, your closest friends and uh, coworkers at work, and you go ahead and, and you get a lead that's going to last for 14, 15 games. So for the season. When the, you draft the, the guy, season. that's your guy for the season. And if you meet, you draft the guy, and then he gets hurt week one, <laughs> and now you, you you stuck with him, and, and a guy you counted on is done for the year. He's done for the year. Like one year I had Tony Romo. I remember. Last year I had Tony Romo. Did you really? Yeah. I'm sorry and then, to hear that. And that was it. Yeah, I'm definitely sorry to hear that. But you're absolutely right. And in the daily league, like something like DraftKings and FanDuel, well, FanDuel no more in Texas, but DraftKings, you actually pick per week. So now you you go from drafting a team that you're going to keep and manage for 15 weeks so now you're just going to keep and manage this team for one week. And, and that makes it so much more interesting. <laughs> and really, just for one game. Because I play maybe 10 games a week. So, And, and I said, well, you know what? I ain't going to have the same lineup for all 10 games. Mm-hmm. Because, okay, although I, I say, I'll give you an example. I, in one of the, the DraftKings leagues, they had this tier selection kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So you have a choice on the, on the first or second tier where you have – uh, Antonio Brown or Le'Veon Bell. Okay, so in in most of the leagues, I'm gonna go with Antonio Brown. But say I can go with a different a different high caliber receiver. Skip Antonio Brown and then take Le'Veon Bell as the running back. Mm-hmm. So even game to game, you know, these are cash games, and some of them That's are true. free. But these are cash games, and you can 
you can really go with a, a number of different lineups or variations on a, on a main lineup. And, and that's, it makes it fascinating because you, again, you watching every game, watching your guy perform and, and, and accrue points. Right. You're absolutely right about that. Um, I also got into DraftKings this year. I was a fan of FanDuel. FanDuel did great with providing gas money for me and extra spending money because, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it was a weekly game. You're right about that. I mean, you, you got out of it. You know, you, you reap your benefits at the end of seven days. So I definitely enjoy that. And I'll tell you what, and this this is what I've learned, and, and I want to put this out there as a little bit of, a, of advice. Everybody's attracted by these big games where the, yes. the top prize is $100,000 or $50,000. These are real games, and you can get into these games. It's a real thing. It's not a hustle. It's a real deal. But you have but. to be near perfect, and you're going up against – that's five correct. or six hundred thousand people for this prize money, and only the first twenty thousand people win. That is now, that, that sounds like a lot of people winning some money, but that's not when you're playing with seven hundred thousand people right. in the same game. You really have to be fortunate enough to to get a share of the winnings. So what I have done instead is I play a lot of head to head games where mm-hmm. you play against one other person. So no matter what anybody else does, as long as you have more per- points than that one person. You win and you win a little bit of money. Or you could do a 50 50 league where they'll have, say, 100 people. If you win, if you're in the top 50, you don't double your money, but you come close because you get, what, 80% of the money because the house gets their cut. So, say if you you bet a dollar and you win, instead of having $2, you'll win a dollar 80. So, you'll keep your dollar and win 80 cents. So, but I mean, and that, and that you can play for as much as you want to play for. People compete on all levels. So, I found that most of my success came in the 50 50 leagues and playing head to head. It's not as glamorous. It depends on what you're playing for. If you're just having fun, I mean, it's, it's different, but a difference between blackjack and and the slot machine. The slot machine, you you playing for the the, the, the jackpot. The though. We we want all cherries. But if you if you're on the blackjack table, you just hey let me. Let me just leave with more than I put in. And so that's my sort of advice for folks. If you really want to have fun with it, play 10, 10 or 12 games a week. And you don't have to bet a lot. You can do $2 games, $1 games, $5 games. And you don't have to bet a lot of money. It gets to be addictive, but you can compete and, and really have a lot of fun with it. What do you prefer of those? Well, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I actually, I, I like your concept with this. Um, one of the things that just a real quick piggyback, I tell people who's interested in fantasy football when they come and talk to me about it is I always say, get in, join a free league. And to me, I look at those, you know, those dollar games, those $3, right. you know, one-to-one matchups. It's like that. You're getting your feet wet. And it's a, it's a cost-efficient way to get your feet wet and and, and get a, a kind of understanding of how this plays out. Right. So then now you can, you know, throw a few dollars towards those bigger ones and see how well you do in, uh, in there. But with all of it, it comes down to your research. Right. It, it, no matter if you're playing the daily games or no matter if you're playing a 15-week season, you, you have to get your research. You don't want to go in there this person makes me feel good or I like, you know, I'm a huge 49ers fan, so I'm just going to play Brian Hoyer in all my, you know, leads. I mean, right. I, I wouldn't be successful. You have to be smarter than that. So you have to do your research. One thing. So I, what, what, what does that research look like? What are you what are you looking for when you do your research? What what would you have people do with maybe a website they can go to? Or, or what would you? I'm going I'm to be brutally honest with you. One of the things that I do, and I hope none of the people who play me in, in my 
my fantasy football leagues. Actually, I'm in seven leagues this year. I had mm-hmm. to cut it down some. Is listening to this because here's the secret: Twitter. Twitter is your friend. We, we live in a day and age now with all this social media, with podcasts, with everything that's going out, and Twitter is your friend. Believe it or not, we know that ESPN, NFL Network, CBS, Sports Illustrated, they have beat reporters at every. Um, at every practice, right. every press conference, at every press conference, at, at at every headquarters, and these beat reporters, as soon as they get information, they put it out there on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So Twitter is your friend. To believe right. it or not, right? Twitter is your friend. Now it's how much time are you going to spend in your day checking, right, right, right. <laughs> deciphering the information that you get yeah, in? It's information overload. It is definitely sensory overload, you know, for some people. So. My thing I always do is I go out and, again, there's a few players in the league that I, I target every year. Whenever you join a fantasy football league, even if you're doing the one-day DraftKings or, you you know, you're doing whatever, the key is you have to check the settings, the scoring settings. And uh, once you check the scoring settings, then you, you build a team based, based on, on those, those settings. settings. That's the key. And I think a lot of people, you know, they don't understand that concept that you have to do that. And if you don't remember it, write it down, take a picture, (laughs) (laughs) whatever you got to do to know what those settings are before you go into that draft. Let's get into a couple things. I want to get into some of the players. Mm -hmm. Now, let's get specific now. Now, we see in the opening night a guy like Kareem Hunt. You had Kareem Hunt. Yes, sir, I drafted now, Kareem you, Hunt. Did you start him? Yes, sir, I drafted I started He started him. this week? I, I started him this week. I actually started him in pretty much all of my, my DraftKings leagues. What, what, what made you say that this guy, this rookie running back from Toledo, never mm-hmm. rushed the ball, was going to go out and have a big game against New England? See, and it goes back to understanding – your the team that he plays for. He plays for Andy Reid. And if anybody know anything about an Andy Reid team, Andy Reid picks versatile. He drafts versatile running backs. He drafts running backs that's going to catch the ball and running backs that's going to run well in space. Once Kareem Hunt came on the board and, you know, he had a lot of, there was a lot of, you know, chatter coming out of Kansas City about how well this rookie is doing. And, um, and once the starter went down, once uh, Spencer Ware went down, went down, and Chadrick West, I, and I Ch- thought would pick up some of the load, but Chadrick West was gimpy. Uh-huh. He'd been gimpy all year long, and now he of, stay gimpy because it's all about Kareem Hunt. <laughs> it's all about Kareem Hunt, right? I mean, we seen that. Okay, yeah, he may have fumbled on his first carry, but again, we know that Andy Reid got something special here. And when he got back into that game, he 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 shook it off like a pro, right. like a pro. He shook it off. And his very first NFL game, very first NFL game, and the majority of the leagues that I play in are PPR leagues. Uh-huh. Like I say, because again, they're exciting. And if you telling me that I get extra points for a running back who catches balls out the backfield, give me Kareem Hunt. Okay, so now let's let's go to another guy I like. One of my guys that I picked for Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. I, I put for Rookie of the Year. I think Dalvin Cook might be the guy. But from a fantasy standpoint, mm-hmm. I think Christian McCaffrey could be the biggest star of the rookies. And, 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 again, I didn't see Kareem Hunt being able to do what he did. I think McCaffrey will be able to run the ball. And, of course, he'll be catching a lot out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you had to pick out of those two and even throw in Leonard Fournette, which, which one of those three running backs would you go with? It would be McCaffrey. I would take McCaffrey all day long out of all those other things. To be honest with you, Leonard Fournette, he's, he scares me. The only reason – he doesn't scare me 
his quarterback scares me. That's that's the biggest problem that I have that, that I actually avoided Leonard Fournette in all drafts. So you avoid Fournette not because he won't do a good job. Correct. Because if there's no balance in that offense, that's correct. Well, they'll put eight in the box to try, try to take away the right. run. So Fournette, it's not that he's not effective. It's just that, hey, man, there's so many uh, people up in the box trying to stop him because mm-hmm. you don't have a threat of a running game. I think Jacksonville will have a little bit more balance. I I, I think Blake Bortles will get himself together a little bit. See, and, and I'm going to have to disagree with you because Blake Bortles, he haven't shown it. He he fell apart but last year. But he's had year. a lot of, lot of movement in his coaching staff. He's not a lot of instability with coaching. And 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 as not that a, I believe in him, but uh, but you're right. And and I mean, we look at the the preseason games. Jacksonville fans are they pretty much think they, this season is tanked? Yeah, they're done. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. They're, they're done. There's no, they have, they have lost confidence in Blake Bortles. The other thing that we didn't address about fantasy football is the budget. Yes. So you get a imaginary budget to bodies. You can't just pick any well, player that you want in in the in the daily games. In the daily games, that's true. Now, again, DraftKings has two variety of games. They have mm-hmm. them on tiers. You it's like for ESPN, you get a you know a sixty or not. It was it was Draft FanDuel. You get the sixty thousand dollar budget and Draft cool is DraftKings is fifty thousand. Fifty thousand, and then your you know your high end players cost. They're more expensive, so you need those middle of the pack game players when you're talking about daily fantasy. That's so a, a guy like that was good for me. That was really inexpensive. Was a guy like Gio, uh, Gio Bernard mm-hmm. from Cincinnati. Now, is he a top running back? No, but what what he did do is catch a lot of passes out he of the backfield, and then he what he did get get worked into the rotation in addition to Jeremy Hill. The other guys like you have to have a guy like Stephon Diggs. You yes. like who is Stephon Diggs? If you don't watch football all the time, you don't know. Right. Stephon Diggs is a guy that will give you a lot of production for cheap, and and that's you got to have some of those value picks too. So that's. That's one part of it that's not that's involved when you when you're talking about a daily league mm-hmm. as opposed to the season league. Season league, you draft who you draft. I wanted to get that one in. Let's talk about quarterbacks. Give me two or three quarterbacks that the people can go with and believe in this season. I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, when it comes down to quarterbacks for this year, Marcus Mariota stands at the top of my list. Coming back from injury. Coming back from injury. I'm going to be honest with you. I think they are primed to take the AFC South and take it by storm. I mean, it's it's they, they've given him all the weapons that he needs to surround him. And I'm talking about sure-handed pass catchers. The defense is intact. They got a running game, running. a two-headed monster running game. They solid, and he's mobile. He reminds me of a young Steve Young, man. He's mm-hmm. accurate. He's, he's mobile. He can... He looks downfield, and that's what I like to see with a quarterback, especially a young quarterback. Uh, he's going to scramble, but he's not looking to tuck it and run. He's looking to pass. Downfield. He's looking to throw the ball downfield. Give me, give me two more uh, quarterbacks that you'd like. Carson Palmer, believe it or not, the old Wiley veteran. He's ready. All the words that's coming out of Arizona right now is that. Carson feels like this is this year's the best that he's ever felt since he's been in the NFL. His receivers are primed and ready. I, I think I think what they have a, a understanding is this is gonna probably be his last year and Fitzgerald last year because mm-hmm. Fitz said he's gonna go out when Carson goes. So this is the year that they're primed and ready. They got David Johnson. He's ready to go. Yeah, they may have lost Calais Campbell on the defense, right. but other than that, you know the Honey Badger and and um, Peterson is 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 going to make sure that they get the ball back. 
for Carson, so, and Carson is ready. Okay. So I believe in Carson Palmer. I believe in the weapons that he have out there. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, and, and give me give me three, because I have three. I'll probably have three different quarterbacks. Oh, I'm, I'm pretty Who's sure your you third? Will. Because see, listen, we could say the the Drew Brees and Tom, but that's an understood. Those quarterbacks are understood. To right. be honest with you, but but I, I I even gave you. I have not even given you my picks yet. Okay. I, so so give me your third my before third, I give you my three. My third quarterback that you guys need to watch out for is Philip Rivers. Rivers. Yeah. Now Philip Rivers is one of mine too. <laughs> and the reason here's the reason why for me. Go ahead. When I when you think about Philip Rivers, they were behind a lot. They were. And so in a lot of games, he had 50 pass attempts. He kept throwing. Mm-hmm. And then, he, you know, you had guys like Keenan Allen. You yes. had Gates. Keenan Allen got injured real early last season. You had Danny Woodhead that he would throw to. Danny Woodhead got injured last season. Right. It's the day they were, but they kept throwing. When I look at quarterbacks, I look at the guys that, that throw the ball a lot. Mm-hmm. So you know for a fact that Drew Brees is going to throw the ball 50 times. And it, it may go down because now you have – Adrian Peterson back there, and whatever he has left, if he has what we think he has left, he's going to be uh, it, it make it uh, you know quite more balanced offense. Mm-hmm. But New Orleans system is still going to be the same. Uh, right gonna now, throw, it's, it's going to go through Mike Thomas, going to go through Willie Snead when he comes back. It's going to go through Brandon Coleman. It's going to go through uh, the tight end. I mean, and you are, and Adrian Peterson is going to get him some out the backfield. I mean, we seen it last year. We saw that with Mark Ingram. Uh, Mark Ingram was catching balls uh, out the back out the backfield. That, those are the three that I look at. Now, running back is a lot more difficult because it's, it's a new era. It, you know, even your your prime running backs are not going to carry the ball thirty times a game. So you have rotations, and that makes it hard. Like I said, as much as I like Dalvin Cook, you still have Latavius Murray in Minnesota Correct. with him. And as much as I like. Uh, you you might like Joe Mixon. Well, Joe Mixon has a fine time as a rookie mm-hmm. between Gio Bernard and Jeremy Hill. And so, you know, you have a trio of running backs, and you don't know how that rotation is going to work out. Maybe Gio Bernard is the, man, the odd man out. I, I would have to believe that they like what Jeremy Hill brings to them between the tackles mm-hmm. for a lot of the game. So we'll have to see. So, you know, in a lot of these teams, like I like Deontay Foreman for the Texans, but mm-hmm. – you still have Lamar Miller. How do you do that breakdown? So talk a little bit about give me three running backs that you like and, and why. Three running backs. So I already talked to you about Kareem Hunt, definitely a special player. Uh, another person, actually, don't sleep on Jonathan Stewart. I think by having McCaffrey there, I think it's going to light the fire under Jonathan Stewart. But you can't have both of those guys. I mean, Well, and I think you can. I mean, it's very rare in the NFL nowadays that you have a bell cow. Right. It's very rare. You don't you don't see it anymore. I mean, you see it with the Pittsburgh Steelers, but I mean, he Bell fits that system. You know, it, it's like Tom Brady in New England. You take Tom Brady out that Belichick system, then he's a, he's an average quarterback. That's how I truly feel. But uh, <laughs> well, that's a whole nother show. But yeah, right. So, so but, Stewart. But I say yes. I say Jonathan Stewart. Don't sleep on him this year. And the third running back that I would have to. Give it to, and, and again, I don't want to pick on the people who we know for a fact that's going to be out there, but um, Melvin Gordon. Yeah, that's a guy. Melvin I, Gordon, I like absolutely, well. man. I think Melvin Gordon is a special player. I think he, he, you know, he cleaned it up after his rookie season. Rookie season, he didn't do too well, but you seen he had the it, but it just didn't manifest, and I think it was due to all the injuries that, around that right, all the injuries around him. But we seen it last year. Last year he came out, and he came out strong. 
So, and finally, uh, the three receivers. I mean, I know you can go on and on about receivers, but who are you? You really who are can. So, guys? so I'm going to say if, if I'm going to go receivers, let me give you standard and give you PPR receivers, okay. right? So, for a standard receiver, Terrell Pryor. I think that Terrell Pryor, there's over 200 passing uh, receptions that needs to be uh, picked up in uh, Washington. And I think that's the reason why they brought in, you know, this six-foot giant Terrell Pryor mm-hmm. um, to catch some of those balls. Brandon Marshall. I think Brandon Marshall, he I, think he got, I think he got a lot left in the tank, to be honest with okay. you. And to be honest with you, he's the only healthy wide receiver <laughs> On that team, <laughs> on right the now. team right, right now, you know, right. at the oldest and the healthiest, and the last guy that I would have to say that I think you should look at, in as far as in the standard league, none other than Calvin Benjamin. I think Calvin Benjamin is going I to got be him. one. I actually drafted him in our draft in our little league, and yeah. I, and by the way, I know this, this is just a fun league, and it's not even for real bragging mm-hmm. rights. It's just something I can talk about on the air and on the podcast, right? But yeah, I, I appreciate you being in the league. A lot of people had some technical issues the other night. I know mm-hmm. a lot of people. We're trying to get into the draft room and couldn't yeah. for various technical reasons. I don't well, know. I just hope they don't use that as an excuse when I win the league. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Kevin Benjamin is is, is another guy. Right. And so So and now when it comes down to PPR, I'm gonna have to say Stefan Diggs. After Stefan Diggs, you know, at one time it used to be Jarvis Landry, but with the issues they have going at on with the con- at quarterback with his contract, I'm gonna have to turn. I'm have to now turn that attention to uh, Jamison Crowder. Jamison Crowder is one, and the last one, Kendall okay. Wright. They got to throw the ball to somebody. I mean, with Car- with uh, Cameron Meredith injury going down, because Cameron Meredith was the star in Chicago last year. Like he was DXO factor number one star. It was supposed to have been Kevin White. It was supposed mm-hmm. to be the Kevin White show, but again, injuries, he, he just never panned out. So now it, it's literally Kevin White, which everyone is hoping that he now becomes that Brandon Marshall is, that 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 uh, Jeffrey S type Alshon of Jeffrey, yeah. Alshon Jeffrey S type of uh, receiver, but they're still not sure. This is year three for him. They're still not sure. But right now, all the word that's coming, the beat report that's coming out of camp is Kendall Wright. Kendall Wright is catching everything. Right. Well, you know, he did big, big work at Baylor when he was at Baylor. So He did great um, work I, at Baylor. He did great work at Tennessee. Uh, and, and I want to wrap it up here um, but because we're out of time, but I want to thank you for joining us. How can people reach out to you? Because I know well, we're going to have a, you're going to have a Twitter uh, specifically for Sports Talk. I'm going to get a, a Twitter specifically for Sports Talk. And then uh, so people the can reach out to you because we'll, we'll visit to you. We'll visit with you throughout the season to get some some updates on. And I hate we didn't get here a little bit earlier before a lot of guys drafted their teams. But I think it's fertile ground for a good conversation. So with that, I want to uh, thank you for, for joining us. want to thank my man, the Silver Fox, Kevin Allen. want to thank you guys and remind you on iTunes, TuneIn, and SoundCloud, you can subscribe. And before I let go, again, want to remind you guys, you can follow me on Twitter at Wade's Word and the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page and group. If you want to pick against me, hit me on Facebook or on Twitter, and I will send you the link to get in our league to do pick them. Now, this is just you straight up, you pick who wins, and that's always a fun way to have bragging rights. Getting out of here until next time. Hey, as always, have a great day.